Yes, I know you were broken. Yes, I know you heard it. Yes, I know you had dark days. Yes, I know you didn't think you could ever get back up on your feet. But I came to let you know that you didn't go through that to stay there. You went through it to learn from it and tell somebody else that God will and God knows and God can deliver you and bring you out. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God, 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Book of Malachi, chapter 3, and I just want to borrow just one verse, and then we're going to minister the Word of the Lord. Notice what God says in Malachi 3, verse, verse 6, and we welcome our international television Radio, internet audiences decreeing that this is the day the Lord has made. Help me, church. We make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hmm. For I am the Lord. That's the Hebrew word, Jehovah. I am Jehovah. I am the self-existing one. I am the God that created the universe. I am the Lord. I change not. I change not. So I just want to just talk for the next few minutes about the God who never changes. The God who never changes. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor for everything that has taken place thus far. We have worshipped you. You've heard the expression of our devotion towards you through worship. We've heard powerful testimonies of your favor, of your grace, of your healing and delivering power. Now we need to hear from you. Holy Spirit, I step out of the way and I ask you to think through my mind, speak through my vocals. Let my tongue be as the pen of a ready and a skillful writer. Cause me to speak oracles of God to set your people free. Give me the tongue of the learned that I might speak a word in due season. I thank you for a now word. This time, in this hour, your people need to be strengthened and their faith and their focus needs to be redirected towards you. And I thank you for not only this word, but for the results that this word is going to bring forth. 
It's in Jesus' name. All in agreement, say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Is there anyone that you can trust as you begin to examine your relationships, whether it's with your spouse or with a friend or with a business associate? Is there any person that you can trust absolutely without any worry or any anxiety that this person is going to fulfill what they said they're going to do? And it seems like trust is something that all of us are searching for. Because if you can't trust people, then why even bother? If you're going to get married and can't trust the person you're marrying, why even bother getting married? If you're going to have a friend and engage in friendships and you can't trust the people that you're in friendship and relationship with, why even go out of the way to uh, develop those relationships? And it seems like many, in many relationships, in many uh, businesses, organizations, maybe even churches, trust seems to be missing. And when trust is missing, you have no foundation to build anything. Because trust is the foundation for any marriage, for any friendship. Uh, for those of you that you, you have uh, insurance policies, you trust that they're going to do their part of the deal. If you are uh, an, a business associate, you, you've gotten into business with uh, uh, someone that has partnered with you, you are expecting them to fulfill exactly what they said they're going to do. Because if you do not have trust, then you have nothing. So especially in these times that we're living in, we're finding it hard to trust anybody. As a matter of fact, I saw some time ago somebody had a t-shirt, DTA. And I was wondering what it meant, and it meant don't trust anyone. Well, that's a negative uh, viewpoint or perspective when it comes to trust, because whether you believe it or not, you're going to have to trust somebody. Uh, obviously, uh, to get here, I, I could not have set everything up myself. I had to trust that the team that I had appointed to be here would be here to make sure that things are in order. Amen. I had to trust that this room would be available. I had to trust, amen, that uh, people that are available or in place to serve me would be there. You, you have to trust somebody. The issue is not trusting people. The issue is putting all your trust in people. Sometimes we're trusting people to do things that only God can do. So let me just say this. When it comes to like relationships and the, the wife that's just so uh, uh, insecure about her husband and, and uh, oh, I need him to do this. Oh, I need him to do that. You have to have a security and understanding, first of all, that that man cannot meet all your needs. That wife cannot meet all your needs. They're not your Jehovah Jireh. Can you say amen or oh my? That's just the truth of the matter. Um, we're trusting our leaders. We're trusting our national leaders. We're trusting them to do things that only God can do. Amen. When uh, our president came into his term and he was pushing the change uh, agenda, the change initiative. And, you know, th there's a level of understanding you have to have that, yes, some changes will be made. But not all change will come through one man. Amen. Amen. The president is not going to come to your house and fix what you messed up. 
First lady is not going to come to your house and try to correct situations that you got into. That's not what the change initiative was all about. And here's one of the things I liked about our president. Before he came into office, he gave everybody a warning. He says, now what we're in, this mess that we're in right now, don't expect it to be changed in all four years of my term. It's going to take more than one term. Because he was letting you know that he is not the hero to bring about ultimate change. There's only one person that can bring change in your life, and that's the unchangeable God. Are yes. oh, you getting this message? Say amen. amen. So here's what I want you to understand. We need to change. In case no one told you, I'm going to tell you, you need to change. Because sin has marred our consciousness. Sin has marred our thinking. Sin has marred our, our beliefs, our heart. And prior to coming to Christ, we were just, we were just a, a mess. We were bound to hell. So we needed to be changed. We needed to be transformed in order to come into the will and plan of God for our lives. Every day we are changing. However, there are two types of changes. Changes that will take you into betterment or changes that will take you into a worse situation. People that are changing, I want you to make sure that you're changing. Either you're changing for the better or you're changing for the worse. How are you changing today? Are you getting better or are you getting bitter? Are you getting empowered or are you getting disempowered? Are you being developed to fulfill destiny or are you developed to repeat history? See, change for us will either come one or two ways. Either we're going towards the path and we're changing. That's one of the words for repentance. It means to have a change of mind. It means that we don't know everything. We don't have all the answers. We cannot live this life in our own strength and in our own power. We need God. We need to rely on God. We need to depend solely upon him and change ourselves from this way of thinking that's limiting us. So I would like to believe that you are changing for the better. I would like to believe that things are getting better in your life, in your thinking, in your relationships, in your finances, in your health. I would like to believe that you are doing the necessary things you need to do to transform your mind, to renew your mind in order to engage in change. But I want you to understand that we serve a God who does not need to change. God is an unchangeable God. He is perfect. He is absolute. He is complete. He is secure. He is faithful. And he's letting us know in the scripture, I am the Lord. I am God. Before there was an earth, there was a God. In Genesis chapter 1, you will see verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But the question is, who created God? God is self-existing. Before there was ever a universe, there was a God. Before there was ever green grass, there was a God. Before there were ever beasts in the field and, 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 and the, 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 the creatures of the sea, uh, there was a God. There was a God that hung the stars in the sky. There was a God that hung the moon and hung the sun. There was a God 
There was a God that even created our adversary, Satan, who was at first a good angel, but his choice turned him into a bad angel. He was Lucifer, the most beautiful, melodious, most skilled angel, but his choice to rebel against God, amen, changed Lucifer, and he ended up being doomed for, for hellfire. God created even the devil. But God is the unchangeable one. With everything that you know about what God created, with everything that you know about what God brought into existence in the very beginning, I want to ask you a question. Why are you worried? If the same God that created the universe, the same God that hung the stars, the moon, the sun, the same God that created all the beasts and all the wild creatures, the same God that created both me and you, if he's still alive, and if he's still God sitting on the throne, what are you worried about? The same God that created the devil. If God created the devil, then what are you worried about? Because if God created the devil, amen, that lets us know that God still has some control. And that the devil cannot do to me or you what we don't allow the devil to do. Amen. God, or what God does not permit to happen. That's why in Job's case, Satan can only do so much. God told Satan right off, listen, you can touch everything in his life, but you cannot touch his soul. Which lets us know that God still is in control. Ultimately, God will come through and he will not allow the enemy to do to you what God has not planned for your life. God said, I'm unchangeable. And as I was in the beginning, I'm the same God. And guess what? You may not can trust man, but you can trust me. You can trust me and you can know beyond shadow of a doubt that I am faithful to perform my word. Now, there are people that have trust issues. They, 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 they've been, how many of you have been disappointed by somebody? Let me see your hands. You, at one time or another, we've been disappointed. People let us down again and again. You know, uh, but God will never let us down. Because he never changes. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 verse 8 that Jesus Christ is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. He is an unchanging God. Jesus does not change. The living God that we serve does not change. His love does not change. His truth does not change. <laughs>